welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is a sit down with a local detailer that I, we recorded, hoping that we could pull some good nuggets from, hoping that you guys can get some value out of it. He approached me that, you know, he's, he's had his business now for two months. He's not doing well. He's, he's tried to, thought about quitting and just asked if I would sit down and help him. So it's really interesting. I, I hope you guys will take some notes. Some of the stuff that we go through and we talk about, I think is applicable to anybody. You know, finding out who your target market is, finding out how you then market to that target market. How do you do a budget? Why do you want to own a business? Why do you think that you should own a detailing business? Finding out, you know, the people call that finding your why, right? Okay, cool. Then how do you work to achieve what that you're trying to do? And that's the whole premise of this of this episode. Now, at the end, I apologize. You know, we were recording it off of a voice memo, and I think somebody called me or something, and it cut. I tried to kind of come back and and give the uh, uh, the brief summary of of what happened, but it cut off probably about fifteen minutes worth of of good content that we nailed some stuff at the end. But oh well, you get what you pay for, right? <laughs> Hey, I hope you guys enjoy the episode, uh, the good full hour of information, and we look forward to uh, another good episode this week on the regular Pints of Polishing Podcast with DJ. So, hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you're making a great day. All right, so why don't you, why don't you fill me in on your background, your story, why detailing, when you started. Give me a little bit of background on you. Um, I've been in the automotive industry uh, for... What role? Uh, started out in uh, Wash Bay. Um, been in it for 12 years. Um, <clears throat> bought, uh, I bought my first car as a 2010 uh, Charger, uh, first new car I ever had. Didn't want anybody to touch it, so I uh, started working in the wash bay so I could do it myself. When was this? Uh, 2010. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's 2019, so nine years ago. Yeah. Um, but I've been in, on the mechanical side since 2007. Um, but uh, So I went in, um, worked in the wash bay for about two years. Um, went up into detailing, uh, but I was in detail for about two years. Um, and it was just more uh, financially feasible to go into the back in the mechanic side of it, uh, so I focused uh, focused on that. Um, <clears throat> went through, uh, started out with GM as a lube tech, uh, worked my way up. Where are we talking? Port Smith. Okay. Um, worked my way up to uh, light line technician, uh, then went over to Ford and Stigler as a light line technician. Worked my way up to service manager. Uh, did that for a while, 
Uh, Service managed the dealership? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, I had uh, five guys, so um, went through a layoff on that, kind of had to... Because? Uh, company issues, uh, downsizing. Um, so went through, um, went back to Fort Smith uh, for Ford there and started working as just a quick lane tech. Um, then just kind of started building back up from that. Uh, went to work. When when was this? 2016. I got laid off uh, December 31st of 15. Uh, so 16, um, I went to work back in Fort Smith uh, as a quick lane tech. Worked at a couple buy here, pay here dealers. And um, I'm really just tired of that side of the industry. Uh, I, I loved the, the detail side of it when I was in it. Um, I've always done it on the side, you know, side cash. You know, little what hustle. do you love about it? Um... <clears throat> the differences you can make uh, and it's not for me it's it's the the personal gratification of seeing how it came before what i can actually do to it um and it's uh i like the humbling side of it too because i can't go out and fix everything i mean i can't go i mess stuff up and but that gives me an opportunity to learn and grow and figure out where i messed up how to fix it you know and so for me the 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 challenge of it and then the the finished results is my my favorite thing about it why start your own business i'm tired of working for everybody else i mean i've done it done it my whole life um why are you tired of working somebody else it's just not what i want to do uh, my heart's not in it anymore um i want the I guess freedom's not the right. No, I mean, right you need to say it. what. Uh, there's reasons for the question, so yeah. The, why the, do you not want to work for somebody else? Why do you want to start your own company? I want the freedom to be able to run it the way that I want to want to run it because with dealerships and and everything that I've ever done has been on a corporate basis. So the the corporate the political side of it is kind of kind of what I'm trying to get away from and it's it's like that everywhere you work I mean but at least if I do it myself I know I can I know how professional I am towards as far as the people side of it um so I mean I know how to I know how to handle the customers I know how to how to you know do this and that but I want to bring in the demographic of people that I want to bring in um, now is that going to be working on shit cars for a while? Probably so. But, you know, at least, um, I'll be Sorry, working towards the, no, you're good. Uh, be working towards the final goal on it. So, okay, uh, hold on. Cause you, that's why I needed to pause and write some stuff because we're, we're bouncing just a yeah. bit and I want, and it's okay. That's why I'm just going to hone us back in to kind of focus. Cause you mentioned a couple things, um, <clears throat> you mentioned oh nicely done you mentioned demographic so we need to come back and define your demographic of why you think that you can bring those in okay um but that'll be in a minute okay um and i, I think you know the more i sit and the more i think about it i you know i've got three kids with two and one on the way and you know i, I go to work at Six thirty-seven. Three kids in the morning. and two on the or way. Two and two and one on the way. I'm sorry. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, no, two, two and one on the way, <laughs> and 
man, I, I'm at work at, at, you know, 7, 7.30 every morning, and I work till 6 o'clock at night, man, and I, I, I miss having a family life. Uh, so that's another, you know, another big part of it, too, for me. So the reason why you want to open <clears throat> your own business, you want more family time. Mm-hmm. And and you like cleaning cars. I love yeah. So the I mean, no, this is for you. And don't I'm not just. What is it that that's that's your reasons? Some yeah. Um, you know I've always been told you know. You know where I come from. You know Poto's a, a tiny town. You know. Um, you know my whole life growing up. You know you're just gonna be a car washer. You're just gonna do this because I. I'd initially thought years ago about getting into it. Because I was starting to get pretty good, you know, um, but I listened to everybody else, and I always regretted that. So I always regretted not going out and doing what I could. And who knows where I'd be now if I would have done that? How old are you? Um, I'll be thirty next month. Um, so you know, it's kind of kind of kicking myself in the ass, and and now going through to see what I can do with it since I, you know, threw it away, you know, however long ago. Um, so, I mean, you know, I finally got another shot at it and I don't want to, I don't want to throw it away. Why do you think that you can do it? So this is this is why you want to do mm-hmm. it. Why do you think that you can? I think I can put out the results that are needed. Um, you think you have you think you have the skills to clean? Yes. Um, so you know, as far as the customer side of it. Um, and you said you think you have the customer interaction yeah. ability. Um, you know how to take you customer service. Yeah. Because yeah. you've been at the dealerships, you've been. Yeah. Um, and dude, I, I think I'm, de- I'm determined enough to do it, man. Uh, honestly. Um, this past few months has taught me a lot about myself. What has it taught you? Uh, anything can change, dude. Um, Anything can change. Um, I thought I had, you know, a sob story, you know, everything else, and then listening to you and listening to the, the dude that came down uh, Friday. Dude, everybody's got a story, man. Everybody's got the same sob, sad story. And you can you can roll off that story, man, and, and let that define who you are. You know, hey, man, oh, fuck, I lost my job. I guess that's how it happens. Or you can... You know, you can you can build off that, and and you can come back and and know more about yourself. Because uh, you can't. The hard times are what what teaches you. You know, the lessons you need to learn. You know where you need to go, where you messed up. Um, so that's. Um, I learned a lot about uh, self determination. Uh, just about gave up a couple times. Um, Two months in. Two months in. Two months Two in. Two months Ready in. Ready to give up? Well, it was just the money situation. Um, 
and you know, in the middle of buying a house, baby on the way. Oh, jeez. You know, it did sound. Mm. You know, maybe I should put this on hold for a little bit. You know, until we're more financially stable to to grow it, and you know. Does your wife work? Yeah, yeah, she does. She's a she's a RN. So, she's she's cushioning me some, <laughs> but uh, um, forgot where I was going with that. Um, you almost gave you wanted yeah, to give yeah. up because. But it, 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 because it seemed, you weren't getting customer, like did so? Yes. Did, let me just ask you this: like, did you have a, th- which is it's perfectly fine. My theory too, just a lot of people that jump into. I thought I was gonna have them rolling in, dude. And there's there's a movie that I that I think uh, that I loved as a kid, but I think it haunted me, and I think it haunts a lot of entrepreneur self employed people, um, and is the natural. And I don't know if you ever saw it as a kid, but it was it was very impactful because sorry, not the natural. I apologize. It was Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, Kevin Costner. Yeah. And if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a theory that runs through a lot of guys' minds. If I just open up a a, a business, I like cleaning cars. Mm-hmm. I'm good at cleaning cars. I can do cleaning cars. So if I just open up a detailing business. Fuck yeah, all man. All my friends are going to tell all, all my friends. Fr- yeah, and I'm going to get these, and I'm just going to start just clean cars every day, and cool. Mm-hmm. That's not, <laughs> that is not how it happens. That's I've, not how it goes. I've done two cars and a boat. In, in two months. In two months. And that is blowing up Facebook. That's, you know, word of mouth. Calling, hey, man, you know. I'm free this weekend. If you need something going, you know, got anything going on, hit me up. You know, that's everything except for paid advertising that I know to do. And done two cars and a boat. And, uh, I mean, it's that on top of the money side of it, it's very disheartening. I mean, it, it, it really is. And, um, like I said, you know, I almost put it on hold until we were more financially stable and it seemed more feasible to do it. But I was like, man, if I put it on hold again, how long is it going to be another 10 years? You know, how, what am I going to do? So I um, decided to go ahead and plow on through with it and see, see where it goes. If it, if, it, if, it, if it fails, which I don't think it's going to, um, even if it's a small-time thing, I'm going to push it and make it work. Um, and then if we take off, man, I mean, it's just even better you know what are you doing now for income um i'm working as a technician for matthews ford oh okay so you so this isn't a full-time gig this is right now it's as much as it can be um i leave work early i do you know whatever i have to do but no it is not the the main source of main source of income right now um, okay i didn't know that yes yeah, so I'm, I'm having to work a you know i'm to work a regular job right now doing everything i can okay so that's weekends. what yeah that's yes you care if i no go ahead okay that that puts things in a little bit different perspective Um, because then you have 
you have income. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how much time can you invest into yeah into the business. Now, how long have you been? Did you? We've got this two month window. I guess is that mm-hmm. or. Um, well, so when did you start at Matthews? Uh, I've been there about three weeks. Okay, so inside of the two months, you you went, oh shit, I need some money. Yeah, completely well, fair enough. Okay, what, I'm just like trying what, to put it in perspective. What happened with Matthews Ford is I was I was supposed to go to work at a body shop, um, doing paint prep and finishing, um, and then I was going to put the business on hold until I really got comfortable with. Um, finishing, you know, that side of it. And then I was going to go... Finishing Paint finishing um, at Body Shop. And then I was going to go through and, you know, do the paint correction. So I was, I was going to use the paint finishing to build off the paint correction. Um, so I went into work. I mean, I, I went, took the drug test, new hire packet, went through orientation, whole nine yards. <clears throat> From the two days... That I went and signed the last papers until I was supposed to go to work. They hired someone cheaper and forgot to call and tell me about it. So I walked into no job. Um, and that was my, my oh shit moment, you know. So I hit up. Um, so the last, I'm, I'm trying to follow your, your timeline from went back to Poto, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I thought that was like 16, uh, it, it was, and I stayed there and I, like I said, I worked at a couple buy here, pay here dealerships as a technician. <clears throat> and then we moved up here and when did you move up here? Uh, June of last year, um, June of 18. Yes. So I went to work at a buy here, pay here dealer as just a general technician until I could move in and find what I was wanting to do. Um, when so, did it spark that you went, I want to open up a detail business? Originally, I wanted to go to work for someone and get in with a company um, and just kind of be... You know, like, when, like, when did you go, okay, because you said a minute ago you wanted, yeah. to, you wanted to do it because of these reasons. Yeah. When did you go, okay, I, I want to do this? After I started talking to people around here. Um, it was... You moved up here in June of Moved 18? up here in June, so it was right after I finished Manny's class as last month. Um, or February, I guess. Um, so I mean, it's just been, it hasn't, it hasn't been, it hasn't been very long. Okay. So you're back up here working your, your, why did you go through the class? As a refresher, solely as a, as a refresher and maybe to get a job at a dealership as a, as a detailer. And then going through the class and talking to who, I mean, like I said, I mean, what, so Manny's the one who convinced Manny's, you to open up your own shop? He didn't. No, that was. He kind of sparked the idea. I, I got the love back for it, from his class, and I was like, man, I don't want to go to work in a dealership. I don't want to. I don't want to work in a dealership wash bay and and do, you know, free loaner, car washes. Man, that's not what. That's not what I wanted to do. Because once, once I got back into it, and saw what I could do, you know, figured out. That, hey, I'm, man, I'm, I'm better than that. That's kind of when it sparked to, to go ahead and go into it and, and see what I can make of it. Okay. I'm going to put that down as part of your why. Okay. 
because then that means that there's something inside of you that wants to do more in a sense, right? Yeah. You could, which I find the, the job at Matthews Ford a little, uh, uh, how's it going? Good. Um, uh, is this Hill? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have Appreciate your help. Um, so, you want to do? You you wanted another shot. You like cleaning cars. You didn't go work at a, a dealership or at a detail shop because you wanted to do more than just regular washing. Like, yeah, yeah. What's the more? What you want? Uh, you want to be into paint correction? Paint correction, ceramic Because coatings. why? Like I said, first, the, the results you get out of it, the before and afters, and then the challenge of it, man, really. I mean, the, <clears throat> I, I really like going into it and looking at something, kind of the, the hair on the back of your neck kind of stand up like, oh, man, something new, you know? And that's, <clears throat> I love that, man. I, I love being able to push myself and... Do, not for other people, but do stuff that I thought I couldn't do. You know, that, man. So there's dealerships that you can do that at. Yeah, but it's still it's still the dealership mentality. It's still the push, 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 sell, sell, sales, get it out, you know, get the next one in. And that's not, I want to be able to take my time. I want to be able to to do it the way that that I feel it should be done. Not not get it, hurry up and get it done and push it out the door. Um so, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got a, a ton of ideas and how many of them is going to become a reality, I don't know. But, I mean, just as, I want to be able to do it my way, basically. Um, but, um, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the politics of it, the, I, I want it done right, and I want to, so, so why go get a job at Matthews Ford outside of what you're trying to do? Because I went to 18 different detail shops. No one would even speak to me. I, come, I came up here, uh, DJ sat and talked with me for quite a while, um, but DJ's the only one. Um, so I kind of reverted back. I was like, well, you know, just go back to what I know, you know. And so you went to dealerships looking for a job in the detail shop? I, I went to dealerships and individual shops. Um, in the dealerships, you know, nobody was hiring. You know, that, it was February, that time of year. Um, but uh, I forgot where I was going. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we're in the middle of buying a house and everything, so the bank was going through and checking our income status. Um, so, on paper, I had to have a job or we weren't going to be able to buy our house. Right. Why buy a house? I'm tired of renting. I mean, really. Okay. Uh, for what we're, what we're spending in, in rent, man, is astronomical. So... Uh, it's more financially sound to buy. We've got some land with it. Um, the shop is on it. 
uh, that's another big reason we bought too is that way we'd have uh, you know I'd have a shop and everything out there to kind of get everything started and but uh, but yeah so on, on paper I had to have I had to have a job or we weren't gonna be able to well, yeah, yeah. So trust me, I know. So, uh, so that's that's why I went to Matthews Fort, um, just to have a job. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so I did my first. Uh, so are you nine to five? What do you? I mean, what's your uh, eight to five? Doesn't leave a lot of time for marketing. No. Leave a lot of time for anything. Um, so right now, I mean, I've been doing. You know, nights and weekends out of the garage. I didn't. But then, aren't you? You're, you picked up a little side gig, right? So yeah, you're working at Matthews Ford. You picked up side gig. Some there's a sh local shop that has let you come yes, in yes, and do some cars. Definitely. Yes. Um, um, and man, I am. There's some great people. They are some great people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, they've. I, I, I can't. All right. So, how can I help you? What are you trying to? Um, what are you trying to? I mean, because. To go, cause it, you're, I get it. Life happens, right? Yes. I mean, you got to go get a job, but you say that you want another shot. I, I mean, tell me how. What? How do you define that? What do you? So, right now, there's. I'm limited on what I can take in and what I can do. Another reason, because, first off, we don't have um, working on getting insurance. Um, getting the actual company, uh, LLC, you know, all that. So that's kind of been a hindrance too. Um, so that's what we're working on right now is insurance, um, getting, th getting everything legitimate to where we can, we can move forward and not be worrying about that later on. Okay. Say that again. Um, so you're not actually out running the business you're just trying to get the backbones together is that, yes. is that basically what yes. you said yes um so because why why shouldn't you just go clean cars because we're still in the middle of the home buying process good information okay um we we close on the house next week okay so then i'll be you know free to go and and uh, have a little more freedom on that. And um, so what is, how do you define that next week? What do you mean? Well, you said you close next week and then after that you'll have more freedom. So how do you define that? Um, as far as, uh, as far as your time, you're eight to five, you've got three kids. You're, well, that's what I'm, you've um, got to bring in money. Then you're working part-time at another place. You will, you want to set up the backbones, but I, I'm just, I'm, curious when and like what's your what's your what's your plan if you don't have one it's fine i'm just as, trying to ask as soon as i can as soon as i can get somewhere where i can afford to quit um is really kind of where i'm where I'm when's at. the third kid do july so and and really, not financially, you know, whatever. Man, I'm trying to find even just a, a part-time job where I can quit working full-time to focus more on it. Um, I mean, as long as I've got a job on paper and I'm bringing something in, then I can, I can go more towards what I'm trying to do. 
Um, <clears throat> and this is, I mean, this is my first time messing with anything, you know, doing anything like this. So, um, I don't know where to begin. Yeah, you're in a pickle. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt you're in a pickle. Um, It's going to be extremely difficult for you to jump ship and go both feet in, mm -hmm. especially if you've got another kid on the way. Your expenses are going to continue to increase because your wife's going to be off work, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, paid maternity or unpaid? No. Yeah. Unpaid. So. So we're doing. So you're doing a you're keeping a job through that. More than likely. No. More than likely, I'll let you go. I'll let you do that. I don't want to say no. More than likely, we're April, May, June, your baby's due in uh, July. The so three months. Yeah, three months. To be able to supplement her income in three months, you're, I think I think your best bet is let's put together a more of a next year type of plan or end of the year type of plan because three months away from having a child well, then your wife will be off of work who's you know doing very well right um mm -hmm. so then that's another so you're you're five to six months that you need to stay at that job to bring in for your family like it's just realistic now you want another shot you don't want to put you know put your your dream on hold the good news is bro you're only 30 right mm -hmm. uh from a 40 year old looking back at 30 you got a lot of time you got a lot of time but but that means you don't stop working okay so When you look at, uh, this is where I want to transition into your demographics, all right? So let's, th let's, <clears throat> let's say you had a shop or a mobile unit now, right? Okay. Who do you foresee as your customer base? Who is going to use your services? The general. Nope. Yeah, I get... Nope. No? Nope. With Ray, as she's starting hers, right? We, I wanted to specifically ask her, who, what customers do you want? Who do you think that you will naturally, uh, I want, I want the naturally car scene roll guys. into? You want what? I want the car scene guys. <clears throat> okay. The Mustangs, Camaros, you know, um, that's that's what I want. Because I love them, dude. I mean. I've had. So your your vehicle is a fourteen Challenger. Where's the dead on here? Three, four. Wow, 
What does she do? Uh, 19 rogue. Help me on math. 350 and 475. Be 7, 8, 25. That's your own choice. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, 14 Challenger. Have you always been into the streetcar scene? Yeah. Have you always yeah. tried to mod cars, do different stuff? It's yeah. always been your thing because because you work on them? Uh, or that's just... It's just always been kind of my niche. Always been your, your thing. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had two chargers. I had, I had the first new body Mustang to come to my so town. So more specific. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was about to say more specifically Dodge, but then you brought in Ford. Yeah. But you mostly do like American muscle cars. Yes. In yes. a sense. In a sense. Yeah. Your demographic, not just street cars, your demographic would lean towards American muscle cars. Yeah. More or less. Okay, cool. So, your marketing that you say that you've been doing the past two months has been blowing up Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. De well, I, um, I get it. Def define the word blowing up. Um, you said that, I, I try to hey, post, I'm free. and I, I try to post something every day. Um, post something every Something, day. whether that be... Um, when I was working the last uh, buy here pay here lot that I worked at, I did a lot on the auction cars that would come in, uh, practicing paint correction and and what have you. So I, I took pictures of all those. Okay. So I stockpiled all those back. What's your Instagram page? Um, Instagram page. I just started it a couple weeks ago, I think. But um, so I'll try to go through and go through those old pictures and you know kind of stage them out. Um. I did my first boat this weekend, which came out amazing, I think. Um, so that's up on there. Um, you just so you got 17 posts for two months? Is that the Facebook or? Instagram. Uh, that's about two weeks. Okay. Okay, so picture number one, and this is purely just education, right? I'm, I am not, I'm not a social media expert. I'm not, um, I'm not somebody to tell you how to do things. I can just go off of things I've learned, things we try and do as a company, and try and help give you tangible content, right? Okay, and. The reason why I asked you what your target market is is because then, yeah, so then your your photos, then your descriptions, and then your hashtags, the stuff that you put out to market mm -hmm. should market to the customer base that you want to go after. Okay. Right? Just, yeah. That's just... Marketing 101, right? 
instead of doing a shotgun approach and saying, here's a car, I cleaned it before and after. If, if somebody's rolling around in a 2018 Challenger and they see a picture of a Nissan Rogue that says before and after interior detail, doesn't tell me anything. I'm a 2018 Challenger owner. So you do have, oh, is this your own personal car? Yeah. Okay, this one you did, hashtag Tulsa, Broken Arrow, Coweta, Hashtag detailers doesn't help you one bit. Okay, this other picture, Toyota tires make you feel, who knew new tires could make you feel so good? Do you sell tires? No, but it was, it was just kind of a, uh, like a check-in kind of, hey guys, kind of thing. Okay. No problem. Just ask, like, no worries. All right. So, uh, stories, stories, no stories. All right. Um, let me look at what's your Facebook page? Uh, TVK Detailing Services. TVK. Okay, so let's define right here TVK detailing services, auto detailing service, right? So if you can go in there and change, once again, who's your target market? The American muscle. Before I talk over myself, let me check something real quick. Okay, you can, I think, pull up your Facebook real quick. Go into your, your, yep, okay. Create page at, yeah, so you should, you should do that. You should, where it's telling you create a page with mm -hmm. an at, so you should do that so people can at you, right? But let's just think practical, right? We've, we've, we've got our logo right here. Mm -hmm. Um, with entrepreneurship, with marketing, with the, you got to try different stuff. So just immediately off the top of my head, the first thought that I have is if I'm an American muscle car guy and I cool TVK detailing, okay, TVK, okay, like give me something that split second that I hop on your page that would want me to, say I just stumble upon you. Cool, TVK, okay, whatever, another detailing, sir, boom, and they move on. But if my if my market is towards American muscle car mm -hmm. owners, 
you, you know, something like, no, no, leave your logo, mm-hmm. but something up here, the next thing, like detailing, specializing in charger, I don't know, something for, to what niche that you're going after. And if that customer happens onto your page, they would immediately grab them. Okay. Now, the mom in a minivan is not going to go, oh, awesome. He claims American muscle cars. But that's not your target market right now. Sure, you would love to have some moms and you'll get some because some dad that owns a Challenger is going to get his wife's car clean. But if your target market is Challenger, you know, Mustang, you know, whatever, define that and put it into some type of slogan. Okay. Right? Um, ours, and we've gone back and forth on multiple slogans. Um, because I, 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 to me, it's an evolving thing. But for the most part, our overall slogan is to help detailers succeed, right? One that we're using now is the best for detailers. You know, Total Auto Solutions, the best for detailers, right? I define us as the best because I want to do the most to help them succeed. So to me, that defines me as the best if I'm going to help them the most, right? And the best is very... You know, there's a lot of tangibles and a lot of different variables and a lot of different scales. So it's not a, a, you know, but I'm defining that it's for detailers, right? My business target market is detailers. So cool, you got a passion to clean cars. Cool, you think that you can do it. Now you got to start getting into some of the actual business Mm -hmm. concepts, right? We always say a lot of times we want to try and help detailers turn their passion into a profit. Okay, so immediately number one, define your target market. American muscle cars, cool. It's going to be niche inside of an already niche mm-hmm. business. Okay, we call that an uber niche in a sense. Like, um, you probably should do some studies to find out how many. America muscle cars are around. There's going to be plenty of challengers and chargers. Mm-hmm. Are you in the um, Facebook groups? No. <clears throat> Write that down. Because I myself, who do- doesn't even own a challenger, is somehow in a challengers of Oklahoma Facebook group. <laughs> like, I, you know, they're all over. So um, that would be an exceptional way on social to go find your customer base is go to those groups and be active in them that does not mean blowing up facebook hey i'm available that means providing valuable content to people inside that group that means interacting with people inside that group that means providing value to anybody in that community without marketing and trying to sell them okay okay practical right we go on to customers, prospects, to community of who we define as our prospects, and we leave comments on their photos. We interact with them through DMs. Inside those groups, you, when somebody posts a photo, you give your feedback. We call it, we take it from a, a, a guy that you should put down right here, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Go download his podcast apple yeah so go right onto the podcast platform and 
and you should start listening while you're turning wrenches or um, driving or taking a shit, whatever you're doing, you should, as much time that you can listen to him, the better off you will be. Okay. No doubt. Right? Absorb his content, listen to it as much as you can. Um, he has a, one of his practical things that we do. It's called the dollar eighty strategy. Right? Concept is that when you're building this community that you're in um, and you're not selling them, but you're creating your own brand awareness, you do that through leaving your two cents, right? So you go onto people's posts, different groups, wherever, and you leave your two cents on what they posted. Hey, I love that shot. Oh my word, that gloss looks incredible. For us, that's what we do. For you, it might be, oh man, I, I love you just posted about Toyo tires, right? So then maybe you're in a Toyo group, which you can do. Um, go into that challengers group. Oh man, who else has Toyo? T- like, just talk. Just okay. be a social. Um, when somebody posts photos, always leave your two cents, right? Not trying to sell, just commenting and being a part of their community. What that does is then it creates a little rabbit trail where people start. They might, oh. That's a cool comment. Who's that? They click on your page. Then they look at your stuff. They might hit like, right? They hit like. That means they're most likely to see you again, okay? That's still like you're courting them, like you're trying to date, right? Sure, it'd be cool to, you know, first night, but that's not all. You know, like, it usually takes some time, right? Apologize, Ray. Um, But so it's... It's all about the process of the engagement, not trying to close the deal the very okay. first time that you meet them, okay? Um, the best long-term relationships usually happen with a process of time and not first night, right? So you gotta think of that way when you're marketing and trying to be relational with your prospective customers. All right, so I would say that your number one task over the next six months would be that. Mm-hmm. Um, you should then find people inside those groups who will let you clean their cars and do as many photos, do as many videos as you can while you're doing those cars um i mean i'm talking full-on videos have somebody there recording or put it on a a tripod talking about the paint talking about imperfections in the paint talking about your process talking about um you know these certain wheels that somebody put on their channel every single bit of content that you can think of that somebody that who's an american muscle car owner would want to watch Right? It's not just your skills. It's not just um, because you like cleaning cars. You now have to go into actual practice business model. And there has never been a single point in history that you've been able to do that to this level and do it for free. There's just not. 2002, when I started cleaning cars, we barely had internet. I mean, I had a 
joke of a site that you know people would laugh at now but then it was proactive we had a a, a place for people to fill out an appointment like like nobody did that mm-hmm. right um now that's right that's everybody Pretty standard standard okay we had to go ha- print cards and go hand them out we had to go word of mouth i know you mentioned that that that's your marketing we couldn't just trust on word of mouth we had to go market i had to drive around and put cards and every like it's just what we did um i had to go make cold calls in a sense carry cards in my pocket and if i saw somebody that had a nice mercedes or something i would go tell them i liked the car and i have a detailing service right uh, I went and set up meetings with one of my big target markets then was um, I wash while you work. I think that's what it was. Or you work, we shine. Or it, it was something like that. And so inside of our overall mobile detailing business, I then also niche. I, I basically, I separated in a sense. I niched to high-end customers that I would go to their house and clean cars, which we ironically still clean multiple of those customers today. Really? We just cleaned them this past weekend. Um, and then I went to businesses and set up with whether that's, I don't think it was HR, but um, I would go try and find whoever the, the person that was in, there was always somebody that seemed to send out emails to the, the, the employees. Um, and I would try and find who that person was or if you went to, we had the Warren place, right? So there I had to go to the, the people that, that ran the renting service in a sense. Um, it's the wrong way of saying it. They were, they were the management company, right? So somebody owned the buildings and they managed the, the tenants, okay? So I went to them through some other, but anyway, I, I had a meeting with them um, and pitched them the idea of, sending out the email for when I was going to be on property to mm-hmm. everybody that was their tenants. Okay. So finding things like that, right. That was another, that was a, that was a side of my market. And so I went directly to the people that were my prospects. Okay. So some of it will be, you need to go find garages where people take their American muscle cars. Okay. You need to, see how you can bring value to that shop owner by having him offer a detailing service, right? You don't need to go to the shop owner and go, hey, I got a detail shop, a service, and I want to clean your customer's cars. Can you refer them to me? No. Okay, thanks. Right? He doesn't have time to be messing with you. He doesn't know what work you're going to do. He doesn't know if your customers are going to be happy. He doesn't know if you're just going to piss off his customers. Once again, we're going back into a courting relationship. You've got to court him. You've got to let him know who you are. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Facebook. Bring value to his post. Become social with him. Don't try and just close him. Hey, I want your business and I want to clean your customer's cart, right? So that would be a way to start gaining some brand. You could just go find the shops now. You could follow them and start that interaction on their post. Let that build up over a couple of weeks to a month. Hey man, and then go in and stop in and say, hey, I've been following you on Facebook. 
I'm T and K. I think that's what you said, right? I'm T and K detailing. Hey, I just, I finally wanted to just come in and meet you. I really love all your work, man. I just, I, I, you know, you guys do a great job. I just want to come in and say hi. Hey, and if there's anything I can do to help you and your customers, you know, I'm more than welcome. That's leave it at that. You know, don't even give them a card, right? Don't even just do leave that. Leave the door open for it. Just, hey, here's who I am. I've been following you. Just want to come in and shake your guys' hand. I love what y'all do. Might not do anything. You just keep, stop back in another month. You know, it's sales, mm-hmm. right? I had to learn that the hard way. And, you know, um, that that's a fucking golden nugget right there. You don't have a lot of time. So maximizing your time and going directly to who you want as your demographic will be how you can start growing by the time your wife gets back from maternity leave and another month or so of getting some paychecks coming in from her to when there you can go, okay, I'm now cleaning cars once a week, once a day, whatever. I'm now getting some stuff rolling. I can maybe think about taking that leap. Okay. But you're six months minimum. Okay. Okay? And that's okay. That's okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I knew we were, we were a ways out. Um. But like I was saying, as far as the insurance and I don't know where to go and, and what to what to look for as far as, um, you know, the insurance side of it and stuff. Well, that's like that. easy. You just call an insurance company. They'll tell uh, you everything. Okay. Do you post on the detailers of Oklahoma Group. Hey, do you all recommend any any agent? You don't need one. Not right now. Okay. You're, you're just going to be throwing money into insurance that you don't need. Okay, um, you don't need an LLC right now well, unless you just think that you have to. Well, I ran a DBA for years doing business as right, which it just goes off of my social security number. And the reason for the insurance and everything right now is the people that I'm helping out on the weekends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell me that after so long, I mean, here pretty shortly, that I'm not going to be able to help them unless I have insurance and everything of my own. So. Then you've got to value whether or not they're feeding you enough work or are they just paying you enough to keep the insurance? I, I don't know. Okay. That's nothing on that. Like just, no, no, I no. get and it. They have to have, they have a to, policy yeah, and they're and, sticking to their policy. Good for yeah. them. And so that's kind them. of what I was trying to figure out is where, what to do from that point. Right. Is your goal to work for them? Not the end goal. No. Is your time better spent cleaning cars on the weekend for them or... Finding people, what if you clean cars for, and I know people hate this, they hate it, but what if you did it for half price, right? You're starting a business, and a lot of times when you start, you have to, you have to give some type of value to somebody just to start. I did, a, the first car I cleaned up was probably like, I don't even know, it's 50 bucks. I don't know. I, I really don't remember. It was a girl that I was trying to date and it was her mom and dad's excursion. It took me like eight and a half or eight. I mean, I don't even remember. I, I It was brutal. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. I soaped up a car like I, to do basically a, a mini detail because I doubt it was really full. Mm-hmm. It was like eight something hours, right? Did I make any money? No, but at least I had somebody that I could say, yeah, and I cleaned so-and-so's mm-hmm. car last week, you know, whatever, you just need to start filling up your time slots and getting cars in. Okay. I mean, 
I get it that it's really cool that they're helping you. And that's what we love about Detailers of Oklahoma, which is why we suggest detailers from different parts of the country set up communities so that times like this, when detailers need help, somebody's there that will help them. But if there's not a community, nobody's going to help you. I get it. They've helped you. That's awesome. But they've given you a window and said you have to have insurance by so-and-so. And if you don't have money coming in to pay for that insurance, you know, you don't, I wouldn't do it. Now, let's go to the other side, right? You clean a car for a customer and you don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of detailers, and especially we would say through the IDA and we would say through different training stuff, that's not right. Like You need to have insurance to cover yourself and be a, a, a viable, tangible business. That is correct. There, there's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I run risk all the time. As business owners, there's not, there's not which I've told Ray, it's like, there's not, a, there's not a plan. There's not a guy. There's not a plan to, hey, here's your next step. Here's an, like entrepreneurship, business ownership, it's a fucking road. Like, there, here's your map. It's wide the fuck open. Do whatever you want. Now, come in and help give you suggestions. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for you and how you want to run your business. If I'm cleaning cars out of my house and customers dropping it off, I'm going to get the least amount of insurance that I need right to cover what if i power wash a car too i mean there's not Mm -hmm. i don't this my point this becomes a very tricky and i'm 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 not proposing that somebody should not have insurance i'm just saying that if you have a window you've got to carefully budget as much as you can so that in six to seven, eight months, you can go full force. And if you can save 200 bucks a month, see that's at first, when you're only doing one, you've done, in two months, you've done two cars and one boat. You don't need an LLC. You don't need insurance. You need cars coming in. Okay. Once you get cars coming in, then you can put some money back to do insurance then you can start getting quotes then you can start doing that but what damage are you going to do washing a car do not pick up a car do not drive a car it's a drop-off service because you're out of business and you're in a shit ton of trouble if you go drive a car and you get into a wreck or somebody hits you with un you know uninsured motorist yeah then you're in fucking trouble so so you've got that's the risk right you you've got to be conservative but you've got to protect yourself at the same time you see and that's on the on the insurance one thing that i was i was wondering about it is because the policy that we have my shop and everything in it is, is already covered you already have insurance yeah on but it's not a, a business insurance and that's what i was trying to figure so out so you have home insurance we have homeowners insurance the shop anything in it's covered and then me and anything that i drive is covered so that's what i was trying to figure How? out on the, because i'm insured not the Car. Or the car is insured, but I mean, I... yeah, but not for business. Okay, no, that's, 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 that's where, what I was try- that's, yeah, no, okay. that's where insurance, that's where insurance stops. Okay. okay. Like if, if you're operating a vehicle for business, you have to have business it's insurance. Not on your per- okay. It's not okay. on your personal. <clears throat> that's what I was trying to figure out with it. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
right. Let's look at your budget. I love that you wrote everything down. Okay. I'm not... I, I have a lot of weaknesses as a business owner. I have a lot of weaknesses as a person, okay? One of the skills and I would say attributes that my family passed down to me, uh, it's funny, I was talking to somebody this weekend about it that came over for dinner and I had reused, um, I think it was, it was a reused plastic bag. And uh, we started talking about that. I was raised by my mom washing out plastic bags and reusing them. Um, we, in, we very rarely threw anything away. We grew up extremely, extremely tight. I don't want to say poor. We, I mean, we didn't have any money. Um, but we had a house. Um, we had food. And... My mom's cooking was horrible, but we ate, right? Um, from that developed, I've always been conservative with, with money. Um, my parents got into a lot of credit card debt. We didn't know as kids, you know, I mean, we were kids. We didn't know. They, they did a good job of covering stuff. But my dad had quit working for a job that wanted to move us to... I think it was uh, Detroit or um, somewhere, you know, not in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they did not want to run that risk of moving kids up there. And so part of the reason why I'm, I'm doing the Wagoneer and trying to fix it up is that was my dad's vehicle that I remember being with him, you know, fifth, fifth grade when that happened, sixth grade, seventh grade, driving me back and forth to football practice. He would... We'd listen to Paul Harvey as we drove, um, and <laughs> it was a good day driving if I got to hear and the rest of the story. Anyway, that was, a, it was an old radio thing that we used to listen to, and he would sit in the Wagoneer while I was in football practice, and he would sit and study, right? So we didn't know, as kids, you know, we didn't know that my parents were hurting. We didn't know any of that. Mom had went and got a job uh, working at a bank. And she worked her way up from a teller um, and now lives very comfortably. Their house is paid off. Her car's paid off. Um, didn't really have any medical bills from dad dying. You know, but that, that was a, what, a 30-year window that it took? But from all that, I've learned to be extremely conservative with the way I spend. So we as a company, we don't have a large mass of debt. You know, we don't, uh, there's, there's a lot of companies that go and they take loans, right? Let's just say, you know, get a loan for $250,000, $50,000, whatever it is, and then pay back that loan and use that money to market and use it like, hell, you could... You can take a $50,000 loan, $10,000 in product, $40,000, $30,000 in marketing and advertisement, and 
flip that product very quickly using somebody else's money. I get that. Um, I wish that was in, I wish I could do it sometimes. I hate having debt though. Uh, we started Total Auto Solutions on the back of a business failing that was the auto spa at the mall that I did take a loan out on and had to pay back money every month for years of starting this business that really hindered because I had to to de- de- you know dive had to had to every month make a a payment on a loan so being as conservative as you can as a detailer especially starting off do you need the cars do you need this you know do you need so many people buy so much stuff and put themselves into business debt because personally they feel that they need all this stuff. And I think a very practical, practical thing for detailers would be to understand that sure you have a passion for, you know, for, for detailing. How do you turn that passion into a profit? Well, you've got to go into practical business sense you need to stop overspending. You need to bring in more income. And from that income, you grow, right? So I would say that's one of the best things that any young company can do. Now, looking at this six to eight month window is now going to take, right? You have the most unbelievable platform known to men ever in the history of mankind through social media. Never before in our history has somebody that wanted to be a detailer, let alone start their own business. Never before have they ever had this opportunity I didn't. You know, in 2002, the only way we could market was to go hand out brochures, hand out flyers. Um, I was strategic in some of the ways that I did market with taking meetings and and trying to market to businesses and do certain things. But I didn't have the ability that detailers do now. I work. Back then, I worked nonstop. So if, if you could take that time and do a little bit less video games, a little less Game of Thrones, a little more of developing culture inside of communities in social media to doing the dollar eight strategy, making comments, valuable comments on people's posts and creating interaction with people on social, doing more of that, uh, doing more videos and editing videos, making, you know, do, editing photos, putting more content out. If you could spend that time, where would you be in the next six to eight months? You've got to spend family time. You've got to spend investing in your kids. There's so many things as a person you have to do. Then if you're working for a job and you're working like, but what can you do in the next six to eight months so that you can go live the life that you want to live? And I'm going to leave it at that, you know. If you have the audacity, if you have the desire to live life on your terms, you don't want to go clock in and clock out on a daily basis, 
then that means that you have to work harder, work smarter, and be more efficient, maximize your time more than anybody else. Right? If you're okay with going to go clock in and clock out, then go watch Game of Thrones all night. Go watch movies. If you see the way I do it, check our stories. I still watch movies, but I'm working at the same time. Oh, I've got to relax. Okay, then go relax. Or find a way to work inside your relaxation so that you can maximize what your overall end goal is. And there you go. Hey, Detailers. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. What do you do now? Well... Hopefully you can go leave a comment under our IG. Hopefully you'll give us some feedback on what you love about the podcast. And hopefully you'll give us a review. You know, five stars doesn't hurt. But we'll take one if that's all you got. (laughs) Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. Make it a great day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay-to-play, that were advertising-based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change and innovating. Uh, This book's specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out, The Automotive Manifesto, How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive.